Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of the Party Invite Show. I'm your host, Tegan. I'm joined by Vilos. That's me. And the two of us are your party leaders today. Uh, as usual, we've got a show in two parts. We've got the uh, podcast segment. That's our uh, Blissin' Up, our What We've Been Playing, and our party topic for this week. And then uh, game stream afterwards. This week's game stream is going to be Baldur's Gate. Uh, you'll also hear me talk about that and what we've been playing. Uh, but because I'm so excited about it right now, and I'll be playing it for a while, I uh, wanted to get a little footage on stream so people can see uh, what I'm talking about. I am at the very beginning of the game, in case anybody's worried about spoilers. I am, I mean, I'm I'm very close to the beginning, so it's very unlikely that you'll see anything uh, that would be considered a spoiler. But I just want to throw that out, since I myself am very sensitive about spoilers. Okay, uh, well, so what do we do here? Uh, here at Party Invite, we, uh, we want to make you smile, right? We want to talk about games, we want to play games together. Uh, we just generally want to provide a good space online for you to hang out in. The internet's a tricky place, you know? So, uh, Hashtag non-toxic space. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, because there are plenty of places to talk about games, but boy, uh, they, they are often unfriendly uh, or unmoderated. You know, pick your poison, you know? But uh, with that in mind, let's start off the show with our Blissin' Up segment. Let's talk about something that made us smile. If you want to tell us about something that made us smile, you can always let us know here in Twitch chat uh, on YouTube when this is released, uh, usually the following Monday or Tuesday. Uh, you can also let us know in our Discord. We have a Blissin' Up channel. We are always looking for things that we can, uh, you know, that can make us smile, but also that we can read on the show. That could be anything gaming-related uh, or otherwise. Well, Vilos, let's put the ball in your cor court first. What's something that made uh, made you blissen up? Oh, um, it's it's been a little bit of a wait, but there's there's it's a combination of two things here. So, uh, I out of nowhere um, got this nice little I've never heard of Klim, but I, I think they're Swedish, perhaps or something. Uh, <laughs> I got this little CD player, a portable CD player in 2023. Oh, okay, hell yeah. And, I mean, not only is it the transparent tech that we like to see, you know, as gamers, but it's like, it feels like, like, it's obviously thicker than a CD, but it's the exact, it's almost the exact size of the CD. Look at the actual CD in there and how tiny this thing actually is. It's so, it's so great. And it, it's, it's so awesome. Uh, I cannot recommend it enough. This is like the number one CD player that you'll find on Amazon. Um, so it's not the Walkman, it's a Walk Clim. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Walkmans are literally not a thing anymore, so... You know, I would uh, be more likely... To, I mean, I have CDs, I still have a CD case, you know? I would listen to yeah. CDs. I think I'd be more likely to if I had what you're holding than even yeah. if I had uh, uh, the ability to play it in my car. This thing is a little bit more expensive than I expected. I think this was 45 or $50. Okay, um, well, that's the price of... Uh, you know, yeah. functional nostalgia. But that that is like the average price on Amazon for these, and there are a lot of cheaper versions that are obviously cheaper, and like the reviews are telling you, <laughs> don't get them. But this one so far has for. been awesome. Yeah, uh, it recharges. Uh, it recharges in full in like less than three or four hours. I'm, I'm pretty sure, and you can easily get like six to eight hours of of uh, playtime in it. Mm -hmm. uh, and and you know, there, there's got cool features and shit. I'm not going to go into, but. Uh, the, the reason I got it though, let's see if you can, if you can, can you see, oh. Can, oh, you can't really, you can't really tell what it says there, but the reason I got it is because 
I got my Xenoblade Chronicles Trinity box. Oh, this is yeah. this is the nearly two hundred dollar uh, soundtrack collection that I had been waiting for uh, since late April. Oh yeah, that looks good. <laughs> it's fucking twenty CDs across <laughs> technically six games. Wow. I mean, I mean, really, like, this is my favorite purchase uh, in a long time. That's it's made me very happy so far. I've listened to, like, uh, every, every disc, by the way, is like an hour or so. And I've listened to at least six or seven of them in this past few days. Do you, so, you play them all at yeah. the same time so you can maximize <laughs> how much? You if get? only. <laughs> If only the the big thing is that um, it does go in in play order of the games, so it's like like listening to them in order is like playing through each of the games in order, and it's an amazing experience. Mm -hmm. uh, it's fantastic. That CD player is awesome. Like these earbuds uh, are really nice that came with the CD player. So good combination there of of things that I got this week, and uh, I also found out that the PS5, if you didn't realize, doesn't fucking play music cds like what what i mean it doesn't play music cds yeah but it should yeah it should like be. for What's... all intents and purposes it should but it does not so uh yeah does that's, that's why Is... yeah it plays blu-rays and 4k blu-rays and that's literally all you can do with it i guess uh disc wise Man, i don't know why there's I, some I technical thing that... they didn't do i don't know how that stuff works you know but it seems like the idea of like backwards compatibility with a CD player would just work, you know? I mean, yeah, obviously I haven't tried it. So like, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't come up for most people. I think that's why neither of us has heard about it until now, but, but that just seems like it should, uh, I don't know. Um, but that is a sick collection. That is really cool. I am extremely happy with it. And, uh, even though it, it literally, uh, came from Procyon, uh, Procyon studio, which is, uh, Yasunori Mitsuda's uh, studio himself, like they did the manufacturing, like from the studio, uh, and it's wild to see because that never happens. Like they're they're always you know these warehouses that make all these CDs. Like I am eight bit, you know, just has a factory of bullshit uh, pumping out vinyls and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But no, this is all from directly from the studio. Uh, it's really cool, straight from Japan. Uh, it took. Once it shipped, it took less than three days to get it from uh, through FedEx. So that was awesome. That was I got it for one hundred and eighty-five dollars, right? As you do. eBay, the assholes at eBay are already tr trying to put it up for six and seven hundred dollars. That's good. It's ridiculous. So That's if you're like trying to get you, it uh, now, you're done. Sorry. When I asked you in chat the other day about um, the Constellation uh, edition of uh, Starfield. I was like, oh, yeah, the you know, I just like, I didn't make it, you know, I thought it was really cool and I wanted to get it, but I just forgot. I just didn't do it, you know. Uh, and now it sounds like I can't do it, which is honestly okay. If I cared that much, I should have just pulled the trigger because I ha I could have, but I just, you know, put it off. Uh, but you're saying it's like 500 bucks uh, resale online right now, which, uh, yeah, that's not worth Easily. it to me. So uh, I just <laughs> will condition myself to not care because the... You know, if I can't change it, then I got to change how I feel about it. You know, just keep tabs on like Jabari, see if he gets bored with it. You know, <laughs> that's not a bad idea. I'll be like, hey, Jabari, you got to, <laughs> you, you know, you got to buy the new Sonic merch, yeah. right? Like, uh, 
you know, trade trade me so you can afford that. Um, no, that's uh, but that's great. Uh, yeah, I love that collector stuff. Uh, Chad, if you guys have have a, a favorite item that you've bought, like some collector's thing that's one of your you know favorite things to show off on your stream or your shelf or uh, to show off to friends who who come over, uh, let us know about that. I always like to hear what what the one thing is that people really prize. Uh, they've got. I don't even know what mine would be. To be honest, I'd have to I'd have to think about it some more, but. Um, I'm also not that big of a collector, but people surprise you, you know. I mean, uh, Lord Chrome, uh, Jubari, who we mentioned, he uh, he got the Constellation Edition of Starfield with the dope controller, one of the coolest looking controllers I've ever seen. Um, and uh, another controller was it was it a Sonic? I want to say what it was Sonic something. I want to say it was I think it was Sonic Sonic, uh, Sonic Xbox controller, yeah. You know, and so I love seeing those because those just like fit. Like I could have, I could have guessed those. If I, I would have bet money that those would have been the two IPs. Uh, if you hadn't told me, but I love that. Uh, let's see. So if I have a blissin up, I mean, you know, things are pretty cool right now. Uh, oh, we went to see, uh, went to see a couple bands at the Gorge, which is a really pretty uh amphitheater, a natural amphitheater out here in Washington. Uh, we went to see the band Boy Genius and Carly Rae Jepsen. It was a good show, and the crowd was actually good. Uh. As I've been very vocal about, uh, crowds here in Seattle are not good. They're not good at all. Um, but that show and a couple others we've been to lately um, were fortunately very different. They they were real shows with people who were actually excited to be there. So that makes such a huge difference. And uh, the the show was a good time. We we camped out and stuff. Um, and we're about to enter wildfire season. Like there are currently fires burning. That there's there's at least one that's probably going to burn until. The rainy season which is like three months away uh so not looking forward to that but we did get some uh uncharacteristic rain here earlier this week which like rain here in august doesn't happen so that's pretty cool uh so this week was a great time to be outside it still feels okay out right now but it's kind of muggy which also doesn't happen very often around here but uh yeah i mean uh great weather i love being outside and uh i, I was happy to see the gorge um before it gets too smoky and hazy in uh, Eastern Washington. So, so happy about that. Um, looking forward to going out there again. I, I'm really hoping that because it's like, uh, because it's like away from the city, it's the same reason I like going to music festivals is that the people who go to things like that go there on purpose. It, it is inconvenient to go to those things. So when people work hard to go to them, it's because they care and because they care, they're better audience members. Uh, so I'm hoping that every time I go to see a show at the Gorge, uh, that it's more likely to to have a good crowd. So fingers crossed, but uh, that was a good time, you know. Uh, we got some other concerts coming up too. I'll tell you about them after I've been to them, you know. Uh, but yeah, one one this Friday and another one next Friday. Looking forward to them. Uh, okay, well, enough blissin' up. Um, let's talk about some video games. You ready for that? Huh? Huh? I don't know. Okay. I don't know if I can do that. Well, we don't have to. Uh, we can no. just talk about something else. Uh, we, I could keep talking about the weather. People usually like that. Um, nah, nah, man. <laughs> you games. Uh, okay, well, let's talk about some games. So um, I mentioned that our, our uh, game tonight is going to be Baldur's Gate 3. So I'm definitely going to talk about uh, that here in a minute. But I'm going to leave. Uh, I, I didn't prepare a video this time just because we're about to see it. You're about to find some more of that or uh, watch some gameplay. Um, so I'll talk about Baldur's Gate in just a minute, but I want to say the honorable mentions of what I have continued to play. Um, this week's Monday roguelike stream, I continue to play 
Dave the Diver. I'll probably be playing Dave the Diver indefinitely on Mondays uh, because it doesn't seem like the end is anywhere in sight for me. And the uh, the wonderful bite-sized chunk of game that you get every time you play that is perfect for what I'm looking for. Um, for those who haven't heard me talk about it before, Dave the Diver is a game that came out uh, about a month or so ago uh that to me was pretty much out of nowhere um it got like nine out of tens from a bunch of different review outlets and i would say it's a nine out of ten uh for me personally this is a game where you uh you play as dave the diver and you need to jump into this uh big blue hole um this this giant place in the ocean that every time you go in it it's different because of course it is uh and so you have your scuba gear which you know you catch fish um, and then you sell those fish as sushi, uh, at night in your restaurant, and then you use that money to upgrade your restaurant, to upgrade your suit, to do a bunch of different things. Uh, it's just got this really great gameplay loop to it. I am loving it. Uh, so the fact that, uh, you have your, your day in that game is, is morning, evening, and night. And night is usually, like for me so far, night is almost always for selling sushi and running your shop, which is a really fun part of the game honestly it's it's like almost the most fun and i wish there was more of it but also the game like one of the strongest parts about the game is it's constantly changing mechanics literally always so i think the fact that there's never quite enough of the things that you want but then you're always moving on to something else that you want more of um is really the strongest point of that game like you're you're constantly doing a new thing even though uh the dives i'm on have gotten pretty long so i'm trying to intentionally uh, change that. I'm trying to, instead of going in and min-maxing those dives, I'm trying to um, just go in and kind of cruise and chill about it, because the game is relaxing. It doesn't have a lot of, like, time limits or pressure to do really anything. Um, so anyway, that went well. Uh, I caught and sold a million jellyfish. It was great. Uh, they told me in chat that I've got gone mad with jellyfish power, and I think they're right. Uh, but that's great. You'll see more of Dave the Diver on Mondays. Um, if you whether or not you like roguelikes, uh, this is one of the most accessible games I've ever played in this genre um, because it's just, it has so few uh, pressure points. It's almost never making you do anything you don't want to. So it's great. That's Dave the, uh, Dave the Diver. Uh, I've also been playing um, Darkest Dungeon 2. That game continues to rock. Uh, I got to the final boss in the second difficulty uh, which is how I'm going to phrase it. You you fight a different boss for every time you play like a new difficulty. Um, and so once you beat the first one, you unlock the second one. So I'm on the second like quest, which uh, has a bunch of other things unlocked, uh, more powerful enemies, um, new areas. Uh, you go through three different regions before you reach the boss, where in like the, the first difficulty, you only go through two regions before you fight the boss. Uh, anyway, I was doing really, really well, got to the final boss, and I just made a mistake, and I missed hitting a damage threshold I needed by one point on an enemy that has 200 health. I missed it by one point, and terrible things happened, and I never recovered, and I died. <laughs> so that was unfortunate. Um, but beautiful thing about that, uh, every, just like Dave the Diver, win or lose, um, you still take something with you afterwards. So it's really a rogue light. Uh, so in Darkest Dungeon's case, I got whooped by the final boss, but I took a ton of candles home with me, and those candles allow you to permanently upgrade yourself. So, <laughs> Literally, consolation prize is just like, yay! Well, yeah, yeah. And, and Dave the Diver, if you if you run out of oxygen, you can only take one thing home, which is like 
basically nothing. Uh, at least in Darkest Dungeon, you only lose like a small, small fraction, maybe 10%, maybe, of the candles mm. that you were holding. So really, like dying in Darkest Dungeon is just a part of the game. You, it's just something you need to expect. Um, and there's rarely a reason not to always keep going until you die. Um, because it's almost always worth it. Like by the time you die, you'll have accrued extra uh, extra candles for the risk that you took. Um, but anyway, I'm really liking that game too. Um, it, it definitely, now that I have a better understanding of it, it's not nearly as hard as I made it out to be. You just have to be very intentional and pay attention. Uh, that's really all there is to it. But uh, enjoying that, hopefully one of these days, since I'm not going to play that on Mondays, certainly not as often, um, I'll do most of that off stream and probably just update you guys here. Uh, but those are my other two games. Uh, the game I've really been playing uh, is Baldur's Gate 3. So, Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, didn't really care about it until the until last week when it came out. And until everybody's like, Thomas, D&D. And you're like, oh my god. No, actually, when people <laughs> tell me about D&D, &D, like, usually that's not, like, I think D&D &D is cool. I think role-playing games are cool. I have had a lot of fun playing a different tabletop game that is not D and D. Um, so that wasn't really a big enough selling point. I thought it was cool. And it certainly made me understand the systems a lot more, uh, because I, I have a general understanding. I mean, I've played some D and D, but, uh, I didn't know just how much actual D and D fifth edition that this is, uh, which meant that when I did load up the game after seeing friends play, you know, I've watched Odysseus in our community. Uh, I've watched him play Pathfinder, which is, another offshoot of D and D. Um, I watched him play that. Um, and then I've heard a lot of people talk about divinity, original sin one and two, which are made by Larian studio, the same one as Baldur, Baldur's gate. Uh, and I, I've seen that one, but it never piqued my interest. Uh, I didn't pay super close attention, but I think just at the time in my life, when I saw that game, it just didn't seem very interesting to me. Um, now that I have a better understanding of what these games are, um, and I've kind of changed in what I'm interested in as far as, uh, like role-playing characters. And you guys know me, even when I'm talking about Starfield, I love, uh, or, or Skyrim, I love, uh, brainstorming ways that I can role-play my character outside of the mechanics of the game. So, you know, uh, we saw the woman in the Starfield Direct, I bring it up a lot, who was collecting the sandwiches. Well, that's me. I love making dumb rules for myself. Uh, that I have to follow that change the way I play that make my run totally unique from anyone else's. Um, so the decision making and character creation in Baldur's Gate really stood out for me. Uh, so the other day I, I spent a couple hours in the character creator. Uh, boy, you can just customize the heck out of your character. Um, so I made a nature loving uh, cleric who is she's a half wood elf so she can wield like spears and halberds and long range weapons that i like you know y'all seen me play uh, elden ring i was a healer with a halberd so i'm basically doing that again um and and i'm really enjoying it so i'm at the beginning of the game uh some fun mishaps were during the tutorial um i blew up an exploding barrel and killed the very first like named character that i met oops um uh, uh Lazel, I think is her name. Um, yep, I didn't know how big the explosions would be. Now I do. And uh I save scummed the I say scummed real quick. I was in uh Discord chat with everybody and I and I, I don't like save scumming. Good for you if you like that, but I just don't. I like living with my consequences and uh seeing what'll happen. 
but <laughs> I was like, uh, this seems like a very main character. Guys, should I re-roll? Or, you know, should I reload my save? And everyone very quickly was like, yes, absolutely. Do that right now. Um, and I'm glad I did. But yeah, immediately blew up uh, the first friend I made. And then and then uh, last night, in last night's session, I found a bunch of traps. Uh, you know, it's never a good sign when you touch something. And then the game is like, you hear like a clock ticking. And the game is like, hey, you've automatically entered turn-based mode. Because when you're out of combat, usually you just free roam, nothing matters, the time doesn't matter. You can turn on turn-based mode, which is great if you're trying to like stealth somewhere or like catch a patrolling enemy while they're in this, the area you want, you know? Um, so it's really useful for that. Uh, but yeah, it automatically went into slow-mo and I was like, well, that's not good. Uh, and then everything exploded. Uh, there was fire everywhere. Suddenly two of my people were on the ground. Um, funny thing is that my named character died. She died outright. But it's not a game over if just your character dies. It's only a game over if your whole party dies. So um, I could have just lived with that and been like, well, my character just it was not in the cards, you know? <laughs> she, she was not fated to survive. And I could just keep playing on with the uh, origin characters, the named ones who have motivations, the ones you see on like the box art and stuff. Uh, I could have just played on with them and left my character's dead body behind, you know? But I thought that was really interesting that... Um, that it wasn't a game over just by my character dying. Uh, so yeah, there, there, there seem to be so, so many ways that you can play this game, uh, where it's essentially as much role-playing as you want. And, uh, however creative you want to be is, you know, what, what, what you give is what you're going to get. So I love that element. I love that element that I, the more I want to give to this game, the more that I can give back, because it means if I ever decide to replay this game, um, I'll be that much more well-prepared to either win efficiently or to just do really dumb creative crap. You know how it is. So, uh, so yeah, so I've been playing all of those and, uh, you'll, you'll hear me at least bring those up, uh, again during, uh, the party topic because I'm playing all of those and I don't see any end in sight for any of those games. I'm gonna, I'm a long way away from rolling credits on any of those uh, and Starfield's not even out yet, so R.I.P. my free time, you know? But that's what I've been playing. Uh, we got a lot of people in our Discord playing right now and uh, playing Baldur's Gate right now. And uh, I'm hoping to uh, actually play some co-op, uh, to make a co-op mission together. Um, I'll probably talk more about what the co-op is next week because I've already talked, uh, you know, I've already pretty much used up my allotted time here. Um but I'll talk about that next week. I will say if you are interested in co-op, like I am, um, there's a great article that you can find in our Discord. I'll link it here in chat uh, that explains what the Baldur's Gate 3 co-op is. I highly recommend reading it if you're even remotely interested in doing that. Uh, because unlike most games, Baldur's Gate isn't obviously better in either single player or co-op. They're just different. Um, so I would, I would read that before you start any campaign so that you, uh, don't waste your own time by accidentally starting a campaign that you're not going to finish. So those are great. Uh, yeah. And I'll, I'll briefly talk about those again later, but, uh, Vilos, let's, uh, let's hear what you've been playing. What you've been up to. Uh, yeah. And this was really partially last week to this week. Um, Dordogne. 
the game that we played on stream a couple weeks ago. I kind of had to finish it because uh, I knew that it was a short uh, game on the short side. And man, it, it turned out even better than I anticipated, better than uh, the part that we played on stream. It's a really beautiful game. And as you guys know, I'm, I'm really about games that explore the, um, like plots about grief. Uh, and, and human connections and stuff like that. And it, that's what the entirety of that game was about, uh, where you are, uh, your main character is uh, in Dordogne, and she's basically just remembering things about her young self and uh, un unveiling this mystery between herself and her grandma uh, and her dad and Dordogne, the place uh, this this familial home that her grandma actually is passing down to her. And as you see the, the video here, um, this game is strikingly gorgeous. Just the entirety of the game. The whole time, everything is so pretty. Uh, I'm sure on Switch it would play very well just because there are some little things uh, that um, you know work really well with a mouse, but I, I'm sure really great on a touchscreen, uh, as you can see. Uh, there's this section where she's uh, making noise to to find this neighbor kid that uh, that she met and she's having adventures with and she's trying to find him and so she's she's yelling and what you're doing is basically flinging this word out into the distance uh, and you end up finding him uh, so you can uh, go hang out with this kind of trash kid. Uh, <laughs> like yeah, he's, I hope you he's... yelled trash to him. You're like, hey, tra trash kid. And he's like, you read <laughs> Yeah. What's the word for trash in French? Um, we, we actually should figure that one out. We should figure that one out. Uh, this game, <laughs> as soon as you started it, uh, because we streamed it, <laughs> because Dordogne is the name of the river, uh, <laughs> the stream. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> as soon as we started it up, I saw little things that I recognized that i liked from what remains of edith finch which is a game that um if if you like uh if you like walking simulators you know which i say with love in my heart um that is one of the best ones it is a game that has all of these mechanics where uh you know we were recently having a conversation in uh demo duos discord our friends over at demo duo you can watch them on twitch um about uh, preferences with story and how uh like some games will uh some games will tell a story in only cutscenes or in only gameplay um and and different people you know like things in in different ways well edith finch and this game are ones where all of the storytelling happens with actual gameplay i don't mean like in Baldur's Gate, some of the gameplay is you having a dialogue and then you select an option and then you hear people speak that's fine but in this game, it's like, like you said, you're like throwing the words out, like the words appear on the screen and you'll click them and they'll do certain things. Sometimes uh, you're selecting if you want to be sharp to your grandma, have like a quick response, or if you want to be resignated or res resignated, resigned. Uh, and and uh, that works. <laughs> it's that the, the gameplay is, is the story and the story is the gameplay at all times. Uh, like there's there's never really a time where you're not, uh using your own agency in whatever's happening on screen and uh it, it's hard for me i have trouble articulating what sets games like this and edith finch apart from other games because plenty of games fit that description but it is something special where 
Uh, actually, uh, I'm going to play the other video, if that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a gorgeous part. It's so good. Uh, you just have all of these mechanics and environments uh, that are constantly changing, and they're gorgeous, and this game is entirely watercolor, hand-drawn and watercolor. Um, so there's never a time where the screen isn't gorgeous to look at. You know, and you mentioned it would be a good game on Switch. I think games with really vibrant color palettes are the best on Switch. Um, and even though, of course, I say vibrant, we're looking at like dark blues and stuff. But, um, <laughs> but you know, I mean, it's very pretty. And uh, yeah, so the the two videos that are here that we're watching are both in the second half of the game, which we didn't have on stream. So they're new to me, you know. But on stream, we we saw. Uh, you exploring the house that you were in. Um, near the end, you explored near the actual river um, and saw all these new mechanics of movement and, uh, you know, just like, walking around in the trees and walking around in the uh, in the town and all of this. But yeah, and this this bit here, uh, you're actually getting these letters that you have collected across the years, uh, as technically as both a kid and a an adult, but. Uh, you get a couple of these letters back then, and a couple letters as an adult. It's it's a thing, uh, but you're you're kind of picking these letters back up here because something kind of traumatic just happened uh, in this point in the game, and the letters are directly uh, directly correlate to uh, your grandfather's death and uh, this kid that you just befriended. Trash kid. And it's. Yeah, trash kid. <laughs> and it just all comes together in such a perfect uh, little package um, that it, it's just, it's kind of a must play, especially if you have Game Pass. Um, like, you're you're not wasting anything playing this game on Game Pass. And as I said, like, it, it's hyper linear. Like, it's just linear, but there are a lot of achievements in it that are like, uh, fill out pages in your binder, take, you know, 10 or 20 photographs in the game, uh, find all the all the audio tapes or whatever and i am pretty good at at keeping up with those things um during a, a completion of a game and technically i've got to go back and probably play through it like twice as long just to to be a completionist about it um there's a surprising amount of little things in the in the game to to collect and and get that feel if you're a completionist if you if you actually want it to be longer than 5 hours but it's it's perfectly bite-sized, beautiful story. Uh, like anybody could play it. It's a very access physically accessible game. Uh, I highly recommend it to anybody. Yeah, it was a real snack. And you know, as someone who plays a lot of like procedural or repetitious games, uh, this was a really great one. Like you said, it's very linear. You're you always have a clear direction and. You know, it's always it's always generally clear what to do. Um, so so because of that, you're focusing on just looking around the environment instead of like puzzle solving. You know, which in this case it absolutely works in its favor. Um, yeah, just an absolute snack. Uh, I mean, we got through about half of it just on our two hour stream. You know, and uh, like if if my if if we weren't about to talk about how we have too many games to play <laughs> then uh then i would play this one you know there's a lot of good stuff going on i mean this is the kind of game i would love to watch right now like with my gamer diet uh i would i would love to watch someone play um all the way through that just short and sweet 
uh, again, looks like a great Switch title, if you ask me. Uh, but yeah, you played that on Game Pass. Um, you know, so if you've got the Game Pass sub, you can play that for free with an asterisk. Uh, but Dordogne, it's a D-O-R-D-O-G-N-E. It's a French word. Uh, and there's lots of little French bits. Uh, because, wait, so that's the name of the town in Paris, right? Yeah. Because it's named after the river, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's uh, it's a great story. So if anybody plays this, let us know. Uh, it's pretty cool, you know? Looks good, sounds good, plays good. Okay, uh, let's see. Well, next we've got our party topic, but Vilas, uh, you ready to take just a few minute break before we transition over there? Uh, I had another game. Oh, you did? Well, I should read the doc. Uh... <laughs> oh, you did. I thought... I, don't, I didn't have anything to show for it, but I did have another game. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, just a, a reminder, because I, I didn't take screenshots, really, uh, of the game, because um, I was really in the moment of it. But another Game Pass game, Venba. Just play it. Literally beat it in an hour and 45 minutes, and that was taking it slow. Venba is a beautiful story as well. Uh, another very intimate thing. Um, it's a it's the story of a, a. It's really about a child and his uh, growing up from from the eighties till the early two thousands, and basically his experience as an as an Indian immigrant. Um, it's really not a it, it's not a culture that we see a lot in games, unfortunately. But it's very to the point as far as this, the story and the the emotions it's trying to tell. Uh, the word Venba is is an act, is actually a, a type of poem, and uh, also the main character's mother's name. And you like it. <laughs> it's one of those games that like the the story. If if you have mommy issues <laughs> or even daddy issues, if you have some real parental feelings that that you need to get out you need to get those tears going oh my god just just get into it um unfortunately the game was kind of marketed as uh as a oh make these indian recipes uh in game form it's really cool uh while that is technically the case uh a lot of the gameplay it, it switches up between visual novel and uh cooking it's very straightforward um it's not like a cooking mama game and in that hour and 45 minutes, I think you technically cook maybe five, five, six different items. Um, it's a, it is a pretty cool situation and how it works. Um, as at the beginning of the game, uh, it, there's, always a, there's always a reason why you have to cook. Like, for example, uh, Venba is trying to get the, the father in the story to eat. He's just working his ass off every day, and he's trying to get... Uh, trying to get a job to make it in America, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> he's he's trying he's trying his best to uh, to make it in America. They're they're a poor family uh, that came from India. They they gave up everything to raise this little boy, and it's it's so heart wrenching. Uh, but every chapter there's a reason to cook, and uh, you have at the start. A very basic recipe that your grandma uh, had uh, passed down to your mother, Venba, and with every recipe, as as you would expect, it's a, a gorgeous old book, and like everything's either vague or information's completely missing, or um, 
as this as the kid uh, realizes uh, he's not familiar with the Tamil language um, that his mother grew up with. And so like half of the recipes are in Tamil and he's just like, I don't, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> and you, and you get that, you get that experience throughout the game and it's very trial and error with some of the recipes, but it's really, it's really cute. And uh, it's a, a good idea that pushed further would be amazing. Um, but it, it's more of a bite-sized game than Dordogne. And uh, again, it's a really beautiful story. I, I'm not going to spoil things. But it's just it's just about emotion and family. And if that's something that you that you haven't tried in games before, that's Venba is a really good entry point. Yeah. If you want stories about emotion and family, first there's Fast and the Furious. Right after that, a close second yeah, yeah. is Venba. Very different though, don't get it mixed up. Um that's awesome. Yeah, two two uh bite-sized, uh very beautiful indie titles. Um and what is Venba on uh, Game Pass? hell yes it is hell yeah uh and how long was that one to be that one's only like three hours to be right that was one hour and 45 minutes okay well there two you go. hours if you're going for extra achievement <laughs> nice that's about it okay yeah. well there's uh thanks odysseus for putting up that timer our our twitch <laughs> bot says uh that we have sung the praise of game pass 77 times now and we know only that few. we've missed many um you know that number would be much higher but uh yeah yeah uh both the good games big recommendations on those um especially if you're looking for like a palate cleanser <laughs> see what i did there huh? vilos did you get it is this thing on um, it, is it is about food uh you yes. know i think it's about time we took that <laughs> break uh <laughs> uh no so let's uh let's take a quick little break before our party topic and we will be right back hey, while while we were on break and refilled my water reminder to hydrate or dihydrate. uh we found even more games to add to our list of, of games that we don't have time for right now. Oh man, it's it's unreasonable. So uh, without any further ado, let's jump into our party topic of the games, uh, the, the sheer volume of games that we have right now. Uh, Vilos, you, you are more succinct with uh, reading off the party topic. Could you uh, do the honors? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, have, I have a whole thing here. So uh, yeah, 2023 has become one of the most packed years for gaming releases, and we just have not uh, had the time to keep up with the games we want to play, obviously. Earlier this week, we didn't get to talk about it. We honestly should have talked about it uh, in Discord or whatever, but Devolver had a three-minute showcase just a couple days ago <laughs> that was <laughs> a direct for the delays that they have. <laughs> and I, I, watched, I finally watched it last night, soon. and the jokes were just fucking like it's so funny it was so typical devolver but um they they made a point to basically say that uh, a couple of their most popular most uh wanted games are being delayed till next year uh for anybody that's interested uh the plucky squire skate story and angerfoot which was one that we demoed uh, earlier this year they were all uh part of those games that were delayed by devolver but you know we are exhausted. We have Not played a shit ton of games, right? Um, and there's still enough to go to sustain us by far. Um, but today's party topic is what games releasing this year are going to be titles we play in 2024 instead. Yep. Uh, yeah. So a little bit of the look of or a look at you know what we're playing now that's holding us off, which I mostly just mentioned during my what we've been playing. 
uh, but I'll, I'll say those again. But then, uh, but then all of the upcoming releases, whether they have release dates this year uh, or a few of them, I mean, we're in the tail end, we're three quarters of the way through the year and some games still don't even have formal release dates yet. I mean, uh, that would tell me that maybe they're going to get delayed. Who knows? Uh, based on the studios anyway. Sometimes people just suddenly release things and they're like, hey, it's available in the wild. But I think more often than not, um, stuff might get delayed. And like you said, that seems okay right now. There's just too much on all of our plates. You know, I felt like coming off of the uh, the not E3 this year, which also included Devolver, um, there's just, there's so much. There's too much. Um, you know, I, I mean, we, we covered, we had a whole party topic we had a whole episode that was just about uh specific coverage of our favorite things from the entire like five days of almost non-stop trailers it felt like and even then we still even when each of us only brought two or three things a piece from the whole weekend we still had we couldn't cover everything we wanted and there were just there's too many things that were interesting and we're excited for whether or not we'd play them um but i i feel like i don't even look at release dates the way that i used to anymore like now i almost don't look at upcoming games at all so if a friend asks me um like what what are you excited for like what games are you going to be buying soon usually my answer is i have no idea uh, because sometimes the games that i like a whole lot i i don't i don't build hype for them like Baldur's Gate a week before release i didn't care about that game and then i did last year elden ring came out and i didn't care about that game until the day it released and i watched people play it and i loved it so like when we uh were getting ready for this party topic and you dropped the uh the link to i, I think it's ign i'll pull it up here we we use it uh polygon we use it throughout the year uh to see what's coming up because it's too much to keep track of on our own and i saw some things i'd forgotten about some things i remembered um but y'all, it's so much. Please tell us what is on your list of uh, of of ga upcoming games, um, please. And if you if you uh, if you guys here in chat tell us before uh, the end of the show, I'll definitely read them off. But let's start, uh, Vilos. Let's start with what we are playing. I don't need to talk much. I'll just say the ones I already said for the sake of <laughs> wrapping them up. Uh, Dave the Diver going to be playing for a while. Darkest Dungeon two, and then I'm just barely even started on Baldur's Gate. Um, that is all on my plate now and starfield comes out in like three weeks four weeks um what am i gonna do mm -hmm. i don't have enough time for all that um really don't i really don't so those are really what uh i think of as my the rest of my 2023 um maybe i'll sneak some bite-sized things in there i mean who knows maybe i'll play vimba like that you mentioned it's so short and sweet that i could sit down Actually, offhandedly, do you know if that's on PlayStation? I know we said it's on Game Pass. Uh, I think it's actually on everything. Yeah, um, I I think it would be twenty dollars on pretty much everything, fifteen or twenty dollars, um, but still a worthwhile experience no matter what. Well, I think I I need those little small ones in my diet right now because every I'm just going to be playing the same three four games for probably better on Switch though. Four months. You're right. Yes, oh, okay. yes, I will get that on Switch. Um, so anyway, that's what I've been playing. That's my 2023. I just wanted to get that out of the way before we look at the, the things that I cannot play. <laughs> uh, Vilos, what's on your plate right now or for 2023 before we get to the, you know, before you get to everything else? Bruh. Bruh. Uh, 
I've been thinking about it a lot, and that's why that's why I played these these two short games very quickly. Uh, so I'm at officially I've completed 19 games this year, a fair amount. That's that's like 18 that's, more games than me. <laughs> <laughs> that's less than I did at this point last year, though. And uh, the big thing there is that my JRPG gauntlet. I have eight to still play. You you can do it. But yeah, in, in less than four months. <laughs> but the good thing is, I have been playing them, and part of it, I I'm trying not to fudge the JRPG side of it. Like, but at the same time, there have been some arguments, some discussions about JRPGs and what they mean uh, across across the gaming sphere. Um, so right now, one JRPG. Final Fantasy 16. I've still got about 30 hours to go. <laughs> um, but that one's my priority right now, I think. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom, very close second priority. But then it gets into the rest of the year, and I know the things that I really want slash have to play. The next game up uh, is Sea of Stars, coming out in, in less than two weeks. That's another JRPG, right? Starfield's after that. Uh, Armored Core 6 is like actually Armored Core 6 is right after Sea of Stars. <laughs> Do you think you're gonna Armored Core it's like it's not a JRPG but it's going to be a time sink. For and sure. then it it keeps coming from there. Sea of Stars probably 25 hours, maybe 30 uh since it's an, an indie RPG. Armored Core I would expect 40 hours probably. Uh Starfield is right after that. Who knows? I I don't think I'm completing Starfield. I'm sure as hell playing oh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completing yeah. now. Don't just uh, <laughs> just uh, for for my sake. Well, for your sake maybe. Yeah. Don't even try to beat the game. Just takes a few bites. You know, you don't have to eat the whole feast to to have said you're eaten. You know that you've eaten. Um, please don't even try to beat that game. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I mean, like looking at it, and I'm actually going to do the numbers this weekend uh, while I've got some time. I have, listen, I have unlimited PTO, all right? Whoa. I have not taken any of that shit. I'm going to take... It's time. I'm going to take some fucking time off, and I just have to find out exactly where. It's probably going to be, like, December, so I'll probably end up having, like, three weeks of December off or some shit and just go, go nuts. shit. But, <laughs> but, I mean, with the J JRPG gauntlet, uh, so there's... there's uh, I, I would say I'm I think I'm gonna call it I think I'm gonna say Tears of the King Tears of the Kingdom is a JRPG. I think I'm just gonna stick with it. Cause honestly, it's more of a JRPG than Final Fantasy sixteen is, alright? Yeah. So, yeah. Like, yeah. It gets murky. It gets murky. <laughs> it, it does. But uh at the end of the day, um Sea of Stars and uh and we'll we'll save those two. So that's that's three out of the eight, right? The next one that, that's really big on my list that I didn't know was coming when I first started the JRPG gauntlet idea, Super Mario RPG. I never completed that as a kid. I played like a few hours of it as a kid. Mm -hmm. But that remake is coming very soon. It's happening. By the end of the year. That's going to happen. And then my it took forever for me to go ahead and say, okay, this is the, the other big game that I really need to play this year. But I'm going to finally say Spider-Man 2. Hey, there we go. I got my PS5 for a reason, you know, and that's one of them. It looks good. 
for sure. And yeah, you, you I, played I know the I'm first Spider-Man, that. right? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. That, well, the, you should the definitely. The first Spider-Man and, and Miles Morales came out when I was like kind of against oh open world games for a while, you know? I hear that. And, and now that I got the PS5, it's just fucking uh, on. Well, hey, right? I'll, I'll tell you this because it might affect uh, how you choose to play it. Um, you're going to, well, I really think you should play the the first game. It's, I really I'm, enjoyed I'm watching it. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, I watched Lizzie play through most of... I watched my partner play through most of the first game, the OG base game, and it was great. Uh, you know, our friend uh, Steve in our community, he he regularly says that he kind of... It got samey for him, and, and it kind of got repetitious and stuff. And I also definitely understand that. There's a point in the game where it's just like, okay, there's... Like, for me, my biggest criticism was like, there is literally always a huge massive gunfight in the middle of every street like everywhere you go there's a huge wave like there there are 30 bad guys and and a ton of police officers and stuff and i'm like how does anyone live in this city uh but whatever miles morales uh came out right when the ps5 came out and it was right near winter time and in miles morales the the setting is right at christmas and new year's it's at the holiday of the year so uh i would highly recommend playing it during that time of the year because it really did feel like it felt like Christmas that just, you know, you got Christmas movies, you know, some, some are debatable. That game is totally a Christmas game. Um, I, I don't think a hundred percent of miles Morales takes place in like winter with snow and stuff. Uh, but most of what I remember did. And I think it was really impactful to, you know, like I like to play Skyrim when it's cold out, right? Because it's winter. So I want to go explore the mountains and the snow and stuff. And miles Morales fit that very well. And I don't hear very many people mention that. So I just wanted to say that because it really affected me. Um, so hopefully, uh, if you need just another excuse to check that out at a certain time, that's my recommendation. That makes sense. That I, I like the emotional appeal, uh, appeal there. It makes all the sense in the world. But yeah, there, that's that's a lot. Like, There's plenty of things that I'm leaving off of this just because I, I, I thought about this for the past two days since I said this topic could be one. Uh, like, I'm buying, I'm still buying a stupid amount of games to not play them this year. Like, Pikmin 4, I am going to play. Cool. Uh, I, I have seen that I think you can technically get it done in like 15 to 20 hours. Uh, and I feel like that's very doable. But then there's Pikmin 1 and 2. And I kind of want to replay the first one. I didn't play the second Wait, one. Vilos, don't be replaying. Like, There's new experiences. <laughs> <laughs> That's the funny You're thing, cool. though. Like, like I'm going to have it in the collection, and it's just going to be eating at me. But now, yeah, 4 is definitely going to be played this year. Um, like, Black Friday, I have no idea how that's going to work. I'm going to have money, and it sucks because, like, man, <laughs> I shouldn't have money that time of year, but I really do. Dangerous. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely is. But yeah, that's that's where I'm at as far as the plan of what I am playing. There's at least eight JRPGs and these other beautiful <laughs> that's things. That's like a made-up number. Right. That's too many. That's entirely <laughs> too many. Yeah, I mean, eight. so eight RPGs plus Starfield, Armored Core, Spider-Man. Yeah, so a minimum of 11 games. Uh, eight of those I have to finish or else my gauntlet is a ruined, uh, a failed, a failed challenge. And no. I can't let that happen. You know, I understand. I will support you. You let me know what you need. Cause I can't believe you. 
I mean, we are two different people in gaming and not just in the games that we play, just the fact that you actually complete games. I rarely complete games, you know, either just because I just have trouble, like not wanting to start a new game that I'm now excited about. Uh, but because I also just pick games that are like basically unbeatable, you know, capitalism, the game, uh, you know, <laughs> so, so how do you win? Oh, see, that's the funny part. You never do. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and I, I just looked at my backlog document, actually, and the, it's not the hours I played. It's the hours that I played during completion. The four, I pre, the four RP, JRPGs I played this year, uh, it's been 126 hours. And so, you know, let's let's double that, but within four months. Yeah, you got yeah, this. You it. got this. Uh, Unlimited PTO, maybe. <laughs> Take Fridays off every Friday. Um, Okay, well, let's see. Let's see. So you've got a bunch of games on this list. You've got uh, the JRPGs you just mentioned, um, Spider Man, which I'm excited to get uh, to see you get to. And like Nerdstead said in chat, I'm gonna echo that. Yeah, you really should play. The more I think about it, you should play the uh, lead up. But I'm gonna say, don't be a completionist. You're a completionist, Vilos, and sometimes don't you, you cut that out. That's why I can't do open worlds all that often. Like, okay, well, check in. What well, right at the uh, end each podcast, we'll all be like, okay, tell me what you did, and if you tell me that you did completionist stuff, I'm gonna be like, Mister, what did we 45 say? side quests. <laughs> I went around. And I found 50 of the backpacks hidden on rooftops. I'll be like, look, you can't be doing that to yourself. Uh, you'll, you'll never finish the. You know, you gotta, you gotta eat. Uh, you gotta eat. Well, I, I the food analogy of eating your meal eating your meat and potatoes before getting to the desserts doesn't work because like it is fun to do the side quest completionist stuff but then you'll never you know i guess that is i guess that is the metaphor don't eat all your desserts uh first because then you'll never finish your uh your meat and potatoes gotta finish the meat and potatoes man um okay so you've got all this stuff uh let's see on the list that we have here something that we both have written down is remnant 2 uh remnant 2 came out uh we mentioned it uh briefly on one of the other shows, that game immediately on on its first week uh, blew its its previous numbers, uh, the numbers for the first game, completely out of the water. Uh, on day one, it had more concurrent players than than the peak of Remnant One. Um, so, I know the way I feel about it is is that uh, that game looks rad. I had a really good time playing the first game with Sav and Lord Chrome, um, but we just you know scheduling is hard, and and it just eventually didn't work out. And we set it down. Uh, the game was really fun, but there were some quality of life issues that never really got fixed. I also remember taking a picture of... Um, this is more for humor than a real serious criticism of the game. But uh, I like to talk about accessibility in games a lot. And one of those... One of the easiest things a company can do is make your subtitles good. Um, and I remember... Uh, one, one of the ways you make subtitles good... And it's why closed captioning on TV always looks pretty much the same. Because there's a standard... Um, it's, you have, you have like one readable line of dialogue and then when that's over, you replace it with another line of dialogue. And I took a screenshot in Remnant where this character had a whole monologue just in the background. This, you're not talking to him. He just talks while you walk around and it was like an entire paragraph that took up half the screen. And I looked at it, I was just like, oh my God, you don't see a lot of bad subtitles in modern games, like, like egregiously bad. Uh, but I sure found one there and it just never got fixed. Like little things like that just never really got improved. 
Uh, maybe they weren't a priority, and that's okay. The game is still fun to play. Uh, but I'm hoping that by waiting to play Remnant 2 that we might see more of those quality of life updates. And I think we're more likely to see them because there's so many people playing. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that in 2024, when I get around to it, um, that that they will be the best version of the game. Maybe there will even be DLC out by then. I don't know. Um, but those, those devs are really about that. Like they really keep up with everything, and I feel like they pushed out a shit ton of updates on the first game. Yeah. Uh, well, real quick, just because I've got it here, uh, let me tell you the details on that one. Uh, Remnant Two is uh, developed by Gunfire Games, published by Gearbox Publishing. The uh, the synopsis on Steam says Remnant Two pits survivors of humanity against new deadly creatures and godlike bosses across terrifying worlds. I've seen four different worlds posted um, online. They all look very cool. I remember all the biomes in the first game were dope. Uh, play solo or co-op with two other people to explore the depths of the unknown to stop an evil from destroying reality itself. Ooh, spooky. Uh, but that game has uh, yeah, th a three-player squad, which I think is just great. Um, a lot easier to keep track of than a four-player squad. And that may sound like a small difference, but it really it really is big. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, Vilos, I, I don't know if you and I will end up playing it together, but certainly um, there's no shortage of, of people in our community to play with. I will say that somebody in our community said that the solo version is much more difficult. Um, just just because, uh, I mean, the main thing I think I inferred from it is that because there's only one enemy for, uh, one target for enemies to shoot at, and because they spawn pretty randomly on purpose, they can spawn in areas, they, they can spawn right next to you in a dangerous way where you can't predict it um, and you'll just immediately get stepped on. So that's one of those quality of life things that I hope gets improved so that the solo mode is just as playable as the, as the co-op. But I would just keep that in mind. And if you do need somebody to play with, of course, I'm always here. Uh, but, you know, we got we got people who would play. Yeah, definitely. That's part of the reason why Remnant is going to 2024 for me, for sure. Like, I know I'll enjoy it. I, I absolutely know that, and I, I know I will enjoy getting into the community with it. And you know what? I'm one of the people that play games first, so we can take a backseat on that. Somebody else can be first on that. Um, let's see, what else do we have on here? Uh, let's see, what, another one that you've got. You Okay, so I don't... I, I haven't seen these words together. This says Super Mario Brothers Wonder? Yeah. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, that's coming in November, and boy, do I want it. <laughs> I really want to play it. But at the same time, I will absolutely buy it. Like, it's not like it's going to get cheaper in the next several months. Or years, it's not probably. Gonna be cheaper. Yeah, exactly. So I can buy it November 10th or whatever the fuck day it comes out and, and just set it down. Ooh, this uh, one, I didn't yeah. realize this is what this was called. Yeah, yeah Super Mario Bros. Wonder. So it's it's an absolutely beautiful new rendition of, of the side-scrolling Marios. Uh, it does a lot of things a little bit differently. So you're you're basically, uh, I forget what they call them, but the, the new, basically, Wonder MacGuffin uh, that, you, that you can grab does different things in the world depending on, on the situation. So like, it can it can make things grow. It can make things shrink. It it can turn you into a fucking elephant. Uh, but there's also co-op in it. Uh, a lot of really cool things happening in this Mario game. And uh, like I put in the doc, I these days I really I love platformers and I love Mario games. But I just don't play them on release anymore. Uh, yeah. And it's it's not that it's not worth it. You know, it's just like oh, 
I know that game is fucking amazing. Like, <laughs> it, it's it's not going to change my my experience either. Like, there's nothing to spoil. So, um, you know, if everybody's like, "Yo, this is a 99 game on Metacritic. Why aren't you playing Super Mario Bros. Wonder?" I'm going to be like, "Because I can literally do it anytime. <laughs> yeah, I know I'm going to enjoy it, um, and it'll be fantastic." Uh, so yeah, that one's that one's on the back burner. It's going to be a great time when I get into it next year, but it'll sit on my shelf for a little bit. Yeah, I hear that, uh, and that's okay. You know, um, there's. I will. So Nerd said he said here in chat. He says, uh, "Not gonna lie, I love low key buying games years later after all the patches, walkthroughs, merch, and DLC comes out, especially when the price drops." But not Nintendo. Um, yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, you know, I didn't play FTL until like six years after release i'd been listening to the music uh a whole lot but by that time they had come out with dlc for the game um but i was instead playing into the breach by those same developers and by that time uh by, by the time i was done with ftl into the breach had now released dlc so it was great because i waited i just had this constant flow of incoming uh content which was just wonderful and yeah so the the, the dip in price doesn't hurt anything you know um, but yeah, it's, it's wonderful to see games that continue to get support well after release, um, because some games just don't ever get that, uh, especially, uh, games from really big AAA titles, uh, they can often get away with just not doing it because what else are you going to do? Uh, my, my biggest example of that is the Mass Effect 3 multiplayer that I'd like to mention sure was a lot of fun and had a lot of huge glaring problems, but instead of fixing any of those problems at all, uh, they just kept coming out with new characters to play. And sure, they were fun characters, but like, bro, I'm tired of getting meleeed through a wall. Like, fix that, please, <laughs> you know? But they're such a big, uh, they're such a big studio that it's just like, it's not going to happen. They just don't care. Um, you know, not to, not to be too cynical about it. But, uh, but with a lot of these smaller games over time, if they do continue to get support, I mean, look, Stardew Valley is still getting supported. We just recommended Stardew Valley to a friend a few days ago. She had... She didn't know anything about it, but multiple people in her life had told her when she was like, I think my partner and I are looking for a game to play together. Everyone mentioned that game, you know, uh, and it just keeps getting better. We saw that uh, the the new Chocolatier, the Chocolate Factory game. Yeah, he, he fucking delayed that because he's still working on starting. Like, oh, come on, if, if the developer's <laughs> doing that, then yeah, it's going to be the same for how oh, we play it. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> um, anyway, off on a tangent there, um, Super Mario, uh, wonder if you want to talk about that anymore. Um, I did pull up the video here. Oh man. Uh, I mean, there's, there's nothing much to say. It's just like, look at this damn trailer and tell me if you're going to play it, you're going to play it. Yeah. Right. Like these, these Mario games are outstanding these days. Um, and I was, I was actually a big fan of the, the new Super Mario Bros and that's, that's technically what this is uh, building off of, uh, is that version, uh, not the regular 3D Mario's. And it just looks absolutely stellar. Like, yeah, it's it actually is. got moments that actually look more, I've said actually like 100 times, but it looks a <laughs> lot more like Sonic. Uh, yeah, or uh, Tropical wow. Freeze, D DK Tropical yeah. Freeze, which was yeah. a really good game. Exactly. Uh, I think it was so a it, really good game. It's funny to see that additional inspiration in a Mario game, finally. So this... I mean, they they did the weird stuff in this like they normally would with a Kirby game. You know, they mm -hmm. they usually 
decide to just go all out in the crazy with Kirby games, and finally they did it with Mario. This is this is going to be an absolute banger. Yeah. Um, it's it's just for me. It's going to wait till twenty twenty four. Honestly, it's probably going to be in the game of the year discussion at the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, for a lot of people, so we'll see. Cool. Uh, what else have we got on our list? Um, there, there's so much. Is there anything you want to uh, focus on here? I can I can pull up a video um, if you'd like. Yeah. Let's go to to Alan Wake two just because it it brings up a, another point of the games that I may or may not play this year. Because <laughs> because you have you have a, a scary game on the list, right? I do. Um, and, and so obviously every year, you know, we've got to feel the spooky and it's very close to that time of year now and alan wake 2 comes out in october as it should that's like the whole idea right um but alan wake 2 is going to be a 2024 game for me i know it's going to be phenomenal i just know it but uh i didn't play through resident evil 4 remake which i have to do Mm -hmm. i have to get that during black friday because that's when it's going to be cheap it's going to be 25 25 to 30 dollars all right you gotta you gotta go into black friday knowing exactly what you need if you go shop yeah. and you're like i got money in my pocket what am i gonna spend on oh i bought exactly. 16 games uh, and none of them and, were the ones and, we talked about today you know exactly and i know how black friday works i've i've been a tried and true almost culty like buyer of things <laughs> on black fridays so I, I totally understand how it all works and resident Evil 4 remake is going to be my spooky game this year so it kind of pushes Alan Wake 2 out of the way. Um, there's also Alone in the Dark, the the new Alone in the Dark game that's not exactly a remake coming. Why do I know that name? Yeah, it it was alongside all the other early 2000s horror games like the Silent Hills and Resident Evils, but Alone in the Dark was a more um, psychological horror slash mystery. Uh, and this new game stars David Harbour. <laughs> It's it's oh, a very uh, cinematic Hopper. game, From, yeah. Uh, Strange good old, things. things, good old Hopper, uh, and that is one that's on my list. I'm probably not actually going to play it, but it is it is the other game that might replace Alan Wake Two for me. But at the very least, RE4 remake is the game that I'm playing for the spook season. Oh hell uh, yeah! So sorry, season Alan Wake Two. Yeah, sorry, Alan. Uh, maybe next time, you know. Uh, let's see. So, uh, I got the video up, but I'm not even going to play it. Otherwise, um, we're, we're never going to get through everything because we do have a lot of games. <laughs> uh, because you mentioned spooky, I will say one of the yeah. games that I will play this year, uh, we're going to revisit, um, we're going to revisit inside the back rooms, which was a game that we really liked and was genuinely scary, uh, that we played last Halloween. It was a sensation made by, uh, I mean, maybe one person, if not one person, then it was like definitely less than five people. I, I think that it was only one person though, but a really spooky game based on the um, the back rooms creepy pasta, which has like a bunch of entities running around in a maze like fluorescent lit office uh, environment. Um, if you don't know if if what I'm talking about doesn't make any sense to you, I would just go look up the game inside the back rooms or the back rooms, which is the original. Uh, spooky content that came out years ago. I mean, shoot, maybe 20 years ago at this point. Um, but I really like that stuff. You guys know I, I really like spooky stuff. And the fact that you get a, an actually spooky co-op game together uh, is a real rare treat. So we played through the first like two sections that were released um, last Halloween. 
Uh, since then, they've at least released one new area, probably two at this point. I don't even know what the game, what state the game's in, but I know there's stuff we haven't played yet, and I'm really excited to do that four-player with uh, Odysseus Hot Rod and Deadpool, um, who you see on this channel uh, and in our community playing a bunch of stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, excited for that. I don't play nearly enough spooky games, considering how much I love horror. Most of my horror consumption is in audio, uh, and I wish that I made more time, you know, I could make more time if I wanted it badly enough, but I'm not exactly swimming in free time right now. So uh, not 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 the kind I need to play this. So uh, I am excited for that. If anybody has any recommendations for shorter, like preferably less than 10, even less than five hour games, if you can find them, um, definitely looking for recommendations for those uh, for this last half of the year. As soon as we get into the fall season, it's spooky season, baby. Uh, you know? <laughs> Although I, I guess I would throw Card Shark your way. That's that oh. seems like one that you would like for for your downtime. Yeah, and I already year. own that, um, so I really should just play it. Uh, you, <laughs> you know what? I oh gosh, I bought Triangle Strategy at your request when it was on sale a little while ago, dude. When am I gonna play this? I keep thinking uh, you just need sixty or seventy hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, savage, savage um gosh yeah I, I was only looking at the list of upcoming games i wasn't even looking at the list of stuff i already bought this year that i haven't even played i'm not even gonna look at it i, I can't i can't um but yeah so that's uh that's one spooky game i'm gonna play uh let's bounce back to uh your your persona 5 tactica tactics uh, tactica man tactica it? yeah tactica is actually how it is because I mean, you know that's what atlas does with their games uh, yeah, Persona 5 Tactica, I talked about my JRPG gauntlet. There's just no fucking way. So Persona 5 Tactica is just a tactics version of Persona 5. Uh, I literally have Dealfield Chronicle to play, uh, which is strategy, not exactly the tactics type, but uh, I have that. I have Tactics Ogre, uh, tactics Ogre the mm -hmm. remake of that. To complete this year, that's like 70, easily 70 hours. Like, we're talking longer than Triangle Strategy. So, there's not space. Uh, also, I have Advanced Wars 1 and 2 still that oh. I didn't beat yet. You didn't beat those? Like, no. So, like, I don't have room for more tactics games, more strategy games, period. Uh, especially from my JRPG list. And I, I need to complete Persona 5 first anyway because i know like if if we're talking basically a sequel to persona 5 like i need to play the first one so yeah persona 5 tactics tactica is on the top of my list for next year very early i gotta get it out of the way but um it's it's sure as hell not happening in 2023 yeah no way uh let's see i'll bounce over to me another old one is uh cyberpunk 2077 i bought that game day one on ps five it technically would have been four okay then it was four and, and i directly from that, yeah okay so i got on ps4 knowing <laughs> that i would play it you know and they're yeah. like whatever it doesn't run well you can refund it and i was like whatever yeah i was like <laughs> i already i'm getting a free upgrade with this and if i just wait exactly like i have then I'll get the best version of the game to play when I'm ready to play it. So I'm kind of ready to play it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, so now the, the full game is out and more polished than ever, even though maybe I should at this point just play it on my PC. But 
uh, I don't know. Either way, um, I have that game. I'm excited to play it. I haven't touched it at all. I've watched, I, I don't know, I've probably watched like five or 10 hours of our friends stream it on Twitch and in Discord. Um, so I know it's for me, I know it checks all these boxes of, of these decision-making RPGs that, that I like a lot. Um, I just need to make the time to do it. So there's DLC out for that. Uh, what is it? Something Liberty City? In a few weeks. Phantom Liberty. Phantom Liberty. Um, so so that game's out. But yeah, I mean, I'm not anywhere near touching a game that big <laughs> until I've knocked at least two of my current games off their list. And I'm, I'm yeah. uh, categorizing Starfield as one of my current games, even though it's not out yet. <laughs> at, at least, like, I'm playing games that you actually finish. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're playing all games that you don't finish. I'm like, what if I just... Until Baldur's Gate, you know? <laughs> you know, I mean, I do always like the idea of... Uh, if if it if it never ends, then I can always still imagine the possibilities, right? Um, so it's like it's like watching a TV show, like forever. I wa I watched all but the last four episodes of King of the Hill. That way, it was I always had more, no matter what. I always had more episodes to watch. Um, it actually works for me, you know, because then eventually I did watch the four episodes, and I was like, ah, oh, they were fine. They were e equally good to the rest of the show. I think the idea of the fact that they could be just so super amazing um made not watching them just as good <laughs> so so playing like two-thirds of the way through games is actually just fine with me i i don't think i need uh resolution as much as a lot of people do i'm also the person uh most americans when they watch movies or tv shows they they want uh a happy ending where the protagonist gets the thing they wanted right um I, I think of the movie The Descent, very spooky movie, one of the scariest movies ever, I think. Um, there were two versions of it. There was an American version that had a happy ending. Um, and then the original Briti British question mark version that uh, did not have a happy ending. Uh, spoiler, obviously. Um, but yeah, they they uh, they descended and they they didn't ever make it out, you know. But I like that ending better because I like endings that, end like that like i don't need stuff tied up in a bow so like not finishing games to me is is actually okay because i don't desire that like happy resolution that i think most people really like not to say that i don't like it you know don't get me wrong um but but i i, I do find that i don't relate to people as much on needing that final resolution so the idea of leaving games unfinished is usually okay with me i know i know we're two different people <laughs> You finished so many games, 19 this year. That's so many games. <laughs> and that's that's way lower than I wanted to. Oh my gosh. Um okay, what else? Uh I've only got one more and I'll save it here for a minute. Uh I think you've only got one more. Um uh, yeah. How do you say this one? I'm gonna let you say it so I don't mess it up. Yeah, the Botsin Kaitos 1 and 2 HD remaster another JRPG. And as I've put here in my whole description. <laughs> This this is two JRPGs in one remaster, and again I'm gonna buy it because this these JRPGs on Switch, you have to buy them day one because they're they're out of print in like six months, and they only increase in value from there. And mm -hmm. I open my games; I don't fucking keep them in plastic. And I'm oh. technically I'm probably not gonna sell them unless I grow to like sixty years old and they're worth something. But like the world will be on fire by then. I wouldn't worry about that. Yeah, I'm not uh, worried. <laughs> and, and so, like, Boston Kaitos was one of the big J uh, GameCube JRPGs that was 
absolutely massive and it is one of the things that made jrpgs actually happen in the list so uh that is like it's eating at my brain just knowing that they're coming i think i think they're coming uh i don't think we have a date but it's like proposed november december um yeah just says 2023 on the website yeah and in between there there's two more remakes there's suikoden one and two uh, sorry, remaster of Suikoden 1 and 2 coming to Switch. And then Star Ocean Second Story is a remake uh, also coming at the end of the year. Like, I literally made that freaking JRPG gauntlet blog like two months before we just got obliterated by all these announcements of old JRPGs coming back mm-hmm. and then uh, new ones also coming in. And I just... It's been a great year, but it's also been like the worst year to try to do this. I was injured <laughs> for the first three months, so I couldn't really finish enough games then. And now I'm just in a rush, you know, I. Oh, my camera uh, froze a little bit. Your camera's frozen for some reason. Uh, you're just, just full blown <laughs> frozen on Discord for some reason. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I can see. I, I'm still moving. Hello. Uh, All right. Let me, let me just turn off the camera, turn it back on. So that's how things work, right? That's right. Big money. <laughs> it's literally just not showing up on my computer. Uh, you know what we say to that? Hold on. Okay, here we go. It's it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> that's great. Oh my god, that was so loud. Sorry, everybody. Uh, <laughs> let's. Uh, I don't know why. It- it, I didn't even have a warning on my computer. I just did it. Well, sometimes it'd cool. be like that. Well, he back. So <laughs> I'll be trying to complete the second to last RPG on my deathbed. Yeah, no, it's probably going to be the case. <laughs> uh, deathbed. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's stupid how much I want to play these games. I, But at the same time, some of these I didn't get to play when I really wanted to. So Bot and Kaito's like, I was a GameCube kid. I was a GameCube kid, but I didn't get to play through Bot and Kaitos. I didn't get to play through uh, Skies of Arcadia. Like, some of the really big games that came out in the, at the time, and now it's like, oh, disposable income. Great. Yay. My life will be so much better. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and now it's just these. It's it's come to a head and I don't know how to get out. <laughs> so, you know, JRPGs classic done. adulting problem. Now you've got the money, but no time. You know? <laughs> uh, it's a struggle. It's a real struggle. Yep, uh, and I mean, your your games that are on this list are getting bigger and bigger, though. So that's that's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. The last thing that I have on here is City Skylines 2. Um, this is a game that people told me I would be interested in. But um, I p- people will recommend games that are heavy sim to me. I There are lots of sim things that I like in survival games. But when it's more purely simulation, I tend to, uh, my eyes kind of glaze over a little bit. There's an efficiency to it that I respect and that I do like. But as someone who struggles to to finish games like this, if I imagine some of the big sim games like Satisfactory as projects instead of games, um, I don't think I can finish that project the way that I would be happy with in an amount of time that I would also be happy with. So like if I played a game like Satisfactory and made as cool of a thing as I want, I would 
put a thousand hours into it, you know, but I simply don't have that. And knowing that I will never make that as efficient as I, as I want, um, that, that stops me from even wanting to start a game like that. So I thought that city skylines was more, uh, simulation than it actually is. And, uh, since I really enjoyed many motorways earlier this year, um, people told me that I would, I would like city skylines because city skylines is, is, uh, or, or uh, the opposite. Um, Mini Motorways is just a very minimal version of City Skyline, which I understood to some extent, but I didn't really appreciate um, how much of the extra stuff in City Skylines I would actually be interested in. I thought it would be more simulation stuff where it's all about efficiency and all of these things. And that does matter, uh, but City Skylines 2, which is coming out, I don't know, soon, it's somewhere on the uh, horizon here. I think it's in 2023. Um, I saw a lot more in the recent trailers during Naughty 3 uh, that I liked. I saw a lot more that I liked than I expected. So I am excited to finally play this game that people have been telling me that I would like. Because uh, like I said, some people recommend uh, sim games where they're like, you would like this. And I'm like, I don't know. Too much simulation. Like, this factory looks great, and I'd love to watch our friend Odysseus play it. <laughs> or our friend Bensonism play it. Um, but it's a little tougher for me. But I'm excited to kind of jump into this corner of the genre of the builders, of the city builders, um, and and see what I can walk away with. I mean, you know, my, my newfound love for city building is why <laughs> I wanted to basically build a city builder in our Frankenstein episode where we designed... Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, a, a piece of the not Oregon game. trail game, right? The not Oregon trail game. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, I I'm excited to, to try that out. I did just have to look up, uh, what, how long to beat says for the first game on city skylines. Mm -hmm. And it says 26 to 151 hours. That's a pretty <laughs> wide. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it goodness. is, it is whatever you make it, sir. Sure is. Yeah. You, you get what you get. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's such a massive window. Um, maximum is what what six times higher <laughs> yeah oh my gosh that's crazy um okay well that's that's all i have on this list oh you know what the very last thing i didn't mention is a uh, viewfinder that's the game where you uh aim your your camera like your old polaroid camera at stuff and uh it's it's a perspective game where like you take a picture and you can like walk into the picture or if you turn your perspective you can change how you interact with the environment think of things like super liminal um or or the witness stuff like that uh another one i'm not sure if i'm going to play is uh, the talus principle 2 the first game looked fine um it looked like a game from that era that you know is a puzzle solver but i'm excited to see what they learned from the first one to see if i will like the second one i'll, I'll probably wait for our community to play that uh before checking back in but same that one was technically on it was on the list in my head but i have the first game that i have to finish because i did buy that on on switch so yeah uh, i'm with you there okay well that is a whole lot of games lots and lots and lots of games uh even if every single one of those games was only 10 hours long boy um that would still be a huge undertaking for me personally um to to finish those anytime soon uh, like I said, if if y'all have games that uh, you're you're hoping to finish soon to make way for others, uh, tell us what those games are, the ones you're working on or the ones you're looking forward to. Uh, I know um, Tears of the Kingdom was mentioned here in chat. Um, I mean, we, of course, got people playing Baldur's Gate. That'll be going on for a while. Um, 
there's there's so much but it's a great problem to have you know so anyway uh that is a wrap then on our our party topic and speaking of uh knocking out some games we're gonna move on um after a short break to to play some Baldur's Gate uh if you out there are playing Baldur's Gate and you'd like to talk about it we've got a uh, a specific place in our discord you can find um, where all Baldur's Gate conversation will live indefinitely um, so whether you have questions about the game, you want to share screenshots or stories, uh, you know what, one story to, to wrap this up now that I'm thinking about it, um, Baldur's Gate is a D&D game, so, you know, you roll dice to do everything, and your, uh, you know, your dice roll will be supplemented by any bonuses or skills that you have or whatever. Well, uh, Odysseus is over there playing a, uh, a bard full of charisma, right? And I guess uh, he was telling us the story of he he walks up to essentially a burning building and um, it's like, what do you do? And the options are, you know, shove the door down. Uh, I don't know, climb in a window probably. Uh, or the third option, which was um, basically tell everybody else to put their backs into it. And Odysseus rolled a nat 20. Uh, you know, the very best you can do. And his bard character is just like, oh yeah, you guys are doing great. Just put your backs into it. Just standing in the back line, just barking orders. Not, you know, you don't want to get any ash on your boots. Uh, <laughs> uh, barter's gate, he says. Oh my gosh, that's too good. But I'm loving hearing all of these, these little stories from everybody. So if you'd like to share your own or hear some others, um, hit up our discord at discord.gg slash party invite show. Uh, you can also find all of our socials and all that good stuff on our website, uh, partyinvite.games. You can find links to our podcasts on all the platforms, our YouTube, our Twitch, all that stuff. Um, we also have a Facebook group that a lot of people like to use. Even if Facebook is a horrible platform, uh, you know, we there are a lot of people who we like who are uh, on there. So we, we, still, we still are active on there, <laughs> even if we don't want to be. But, you know, you got to go where your friends are. So, uh, so that's life. But um, anyway, that's going to be a wrap for this week's podcast. Everybody can stick around for Bald Baldur's Gate, or you can check. Uh, I, I hope to get this uh, this game stream up on YouTube. Um, we, we typically just get the podcast up, but keep an eye on there. Uh, we would love it if you subscribe to our, um, our YouTube channel, because actually if we get more followers, we can get a custom URL, because we're mostly active here on Twitch. Most of you guys know that. Um, but if we can get uh, 100 subscribers, we can get a custom URL, then we can just read that out. Uh, on here then it will eventually you know it'll be youtube.whatever slash party invite show so help us do that it would really it's a great way to support the podcast for free and we appreciate any little bit of support okay well i've been uh tegan your host i've been joined by the one and only vilos plays games indeed that's me all right uh well we'll talk to you guys in a few minutes bye see you